Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 164 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined by Kat. Ross. Hello. Hey, pal. How are you? Hey, dude. Nice to have you back. Oh, thank you. Wonderful job you did last week. Wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you. I um, I much prefer you, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's nice to have you back. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Okay. It feels like it's been ages. It's only been two it weeks. It does actually feel like it has been quite a while. I don't know why it feels like mm. that. Maybe two weeks is too long for us to go, Ross. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe we found the sweet spot. Like one, we, we went like five years once. Right? Yeah, true. You know, and now we talk every week. And do you know like what? Now it's it, too long. Yeah, and now we get to know that it was okay to be wrong once. Yeah. Yeah, we were wrong. No. Yeah, we did have the best Twitter conversations though. Oh, we did. Like the catch ups, it was like no time had passed. Mm. But uh, but now it's every week, so <laughs> now we get to be in each other's lives every single week. Every single week. Now we cannot get rid of each other. <laughs> uh, and she muted really quickly after that. That's <laughs> really awkward. Mm. And um, Miles Thompson. Hello. Hello, Miles. You <laughs> sound mad with him. A <laughs> word, if you don't mind. Uh-oh. Oh, what have I done? I'm sorry. I listened to your... Uh... Uh, oh, I know Oh, I know what this is for. I'm not sorry. Your, your <laughs> Dynasty Warriors two and a half hour podcast. <sighs> oh, can we just appreciate it? I just get two hours and 20 minutes of content from Dynasty Warriors. Wow. I was going to say one of my favourite things was you calling it Dynasty Warriors and... Ethan calling it Dynasty Warriors, and neither of you picking up on the fact that you're both saying it possibly wrong or correctly. No one knows. No one knows. But um, what's all this libel stuff you've been throwing out, man? I'm just... Well, we also established it wasn't libel. <laughs> it was slander. But yeah. equally, it was all speculation. It was just, you know, speculation heard through the grapevine. None confirmed. Sure. Unconfirmed reports, unless you wish to confirm them. Mom said, and I quote, what can you say about Ross that isn't libelous? <laughs> I definitely said something far worse for you in terms of Edith Finch. Not so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's going to be another conversation. Um, Is that a conversation day. with a bottle being smashed over my head at the same time? Let's just say I'm going to save that one until I see you in person again. Uh oh. Yeah. I, I am in deep trouble. Listeners, it's been a good run. It's been nice. I don't think you'll be hearing from me again. Other than that, how are you? I'm okay. Thank you, mate. I'm okay. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been all right this week. It's been uh, busy. Lots of games, lots of working and not sweltering in the heat this time. So it's actually been quite nice. What about you, mate? Oh, well, it's been all right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I've had, um, I've had a, a few days off, which has been nice. Um, so I've been catching up on, um, on video games. Oh yeah. Those things been, we play. Which has been a lovely thing to do. And I've even got some writing done this week. Would you believe? <gasps> Magical. I know, I'm incredible. I've got a thing that goes up uh, tomorrow or today, if you listen to this on the day it goes up. So Ooh, very that's, exciting. That, that's exciting. Um, but anyway, let's crack on with our game of the week. Kat, what's your game of the week? So my game of the week is not necessarily a game of the week that I've absolutely loved. And I guess we'll get into it later. But my game of the week is probably the game that I've just played the most this week. And that just happens to be Stray. So my game of the week is Stray. I'm not even going to bother describing what it is, because if you don't know what it is, then you're obviously, you know, living in the, in the dark ages. Um, 
it's now taken over God of War as the most played Steam game, which is or the most downloaded Steam game, which is nuts. But I was like mega hype. I was so hype. Yes. I still haven't fucking finished it. I can't get I can't get through it, Ross. I get so bored. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was so hype. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you right now? Um, I'm just about to go to the nightclub. Chapter ten, she's on. You've got like an, you've got you've got you've got like an hour left. I know. It's, I do it in like ten minute chunks. I'm like, I don't care. I don't fucking care. Wow. <laughs> Get this cat home. Fuck's sake. <laughs> and it's really disappointing because I think it's fair to say that I've probably been like one of the most hyped members of Finger Guns for this game. I don't even think yeah. I'll platinum it. I don't think I can be asked. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I expected. I, I, you know, I liked the beginning. I liked the way it, and then as it went on, I was just a bit like, mm-hmm, cool. I don't know. Someone gave me sass on my, one of my articles um, on the website. And to be fair, I could, I could absolutely reply and call them out for the sassy tone. But they are right. I did have really high expectations of the game. I don't know why I did. I guess I just believe in art and love and I want to be, I want the best for all the developers and the design and the publishers and all that jazz. I I can't put my finger on it. I really can't of why I don't love it and why I'm not in love with it. It's a great game. It's a lovely game. It's a very cute game. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when you are offered something that you think is going to taste amazing and then it's like yeah that's fine <laughs> mm. it looks good smells good and then you taste it and you're like yeah that was fine I don't hate it I don't dislike it I just I'm not as enamored as I hoped I would be and I, well, I really can't say why we'll get into it shortly when we get a little bit deeper into this mm-hmm. but uh Wow, what do you know? Hey? Oh, I know, right? Yeah, I'll try and think of some reasons. Okay, <laughs> that'll be cool. Uh, Miles, your game of the week. Funnily enough, mine was actually straight as well. Actually, um, I just want to say before I go on, um, I, I was giving shit to Miles about his Dynasty Warriors podcast. It is, <laughs> it is fucking brilliant entertainment for two and a half hours. And Miles, <laughs> you did an excellent job. Oh, thank you. I really um, appreciate that. It, it went chaos. so so deep into some stuff that. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about Dynasty Warriors, and now I feel like I'm an expert. And it's like, I listened to that thing, I think, probably twice before I actually threw it up. Um, and it was just like, yeah, you you and Ethan were a, a fantastic pair. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> it was great. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Ethan did a lot of the good work for it. I don't think I've laughed that much in the space of, like, two hours for, like, a good while. It was just... I think, I think Ethan being a professional comedian helps. Yeah, he's he's helps. very good at it. <laughs> he yeah, is he's very, very, very good funny. at it. And uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't take all of our knowledge as uh, gospel, though. I think some of our knowledge is dubious at best. <laughs> but we had a good time, so I hope it was good. Um, yeah, so my first, well, my game of the week mainly was Stray. I have platinumed it. I'll give my thoughts on it properly because I know it's an item on our agenda today. Um, so I'll also talk about, I've also been playing Toy Soldiers HD. It's a game I requested last year and just never got around to getting slash playing. Um, and it was on the sale for like 11 quid or something, so I picked it up. It's like a tower defense thing. I know it's another nerd game. Bite me. Um, 
um but it's actually i know i was ready for it i was waiting for it um but it's actually pretty good i've enjoyed it more than i expected to it's like you've got five or six different types of like weapons or towers or whatever each level like gets increasingly difficult with different waves of enemies so you've got to like pick the right towers for the right place in order to do it it's very like old school it's obviously called toy soldiers so like every map and layout is just based on like as if you had like a like a warhammer board like spread out except obviously it's world war one themed instead um it's just cool it's good fun i've enjoyed it and it's actually got two of the rarest trophies i have now um so i kind of want to platinum it because it will become my rarest platinum in my entire list so that's kind of my motivation also for playing it um but i'm genuinely having a really nice time with it so if you're into like tower defense stuff and you don't mind a little bit of bugginess and you know that low budget kind of jank that comes with stuff it's a good game and it's worth picking up so yeah i thought i'd recommend that one alongside stray too what about you roscoe well thanks for asking my 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 game of the week is stray but we'll get into it later um it's i've been playing video games i've been playing so many video games and it's been really fun um i guess i i've opened up my switch again i've been playing animal crossing it's so great to get back into animal crossing it's just such a such a cathartic, such a peaceful way to live. <laughs> it's just like I wake up in the morning and I'll play like half an hour of it. Um, I'll get some stuff done. I'll put it down and I'll get back to it the next day. It's just a lovely, lovely little game, which I put 700 plus hours in over lockdown. Um, and to get back into it and just restart completely new island. It's yeah, it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes this time. But yeah, I've been kind of like playing N64 online. I've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time on my Switch. Um, I got back into that this morning. I woke up, had a real hankering to play it for some reason. That's never happened to me before. I was like, I want to play Ocarina. So I just lied in bed with my Switch and played Ocarina for an hour. And it was just, it was just lovely. It was such a nice reminder of, of that game and how brilliant it is. And it still gives me chills thinking about it now. You know, I played it so long ago, 1997, I think it came out, and I blasted it in sort of a weekend back then. But to play it now kind of in moderation and to really appreciate the little things in it, it's uh, it's great. I'm still getting used to the um, the Switch controls for Ocarina because, um, yeah, it does feel a little bit fiddly, but it's, uh, yeah, it's great. And I guess I've been playing Hypercharge a lot, um, which is a game that, Miles, you need to get yourself. It's which one's, a... Which one's Hypercharge? It's a third-person shooter where you play as action figures in a toy shop. Oh, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah, I need to play that. It's, it's, yeah, it's currently in, in demo. You can buy it on Steam if you love it, but I've been playing the demo. And I've been having such a blast with that. It's so much fun. It's just, you know, just exactly what you think it is. It's Toy Story with guns, and it's so much fun. <laughs> um, I've had such a, such a sort of good time. There's not really a huge amount to it, the, game, the games that I've been playing. Are uh, PVE uh, primarily, but yeah, you're just you're kind of like looking after batteries and stuff. You're looking after power sources, and while you, you're attacking power sources, all these enemies are coming at you, and all these little toys and stuff are coming to attack you. But it's just completely bizarre. But it's really, really good fun, and it's I think it's going to be massive once it hits Xbox and it hits Game Pass. It's going to be absolutely huge, and um, I'm, I'm I'm nice. It's nice to sort of be on the ground uh, for it as well. I've also been playing a game that I can't talk about because that's um, the embargo is later on today. If you're listening to this on the day, it goes up. It's a few hours from when the podcast would go up. So yeah, I'm missing it by about five or six hours. But yeah, I've been playing the game. 
there as well. So yeah, I will tell you about that next week or sometime soon. I'm downloading the demo right now for Hypercharge. I can't wait. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, right then, let's get into the quiz. I will the stress, quiz. I got three right on the quiz last week. Are you stressing it in a good way? No, I'm saying like I, I, I oh. wanted to stress that I got oh. three correct. Oh, okay. Are we cheering or not cheering? I didn't know which, which vibe we were I going understand. with then. I understand. No, I, I wouldn't have been last is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Oh, Third I time see. Because I wasn't there. But I right, right. Own. Sorry, I'm slow. So, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, okay. Okay, so you wouldn't have been last. Um, nice. Well, yeah. there is no more hurdle quiz this week. We're back to our regular uh, quiz. Oh, I know. If you really want it back, then maybe I'll do another one next week. No, I mean, whatever, it. whatever. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bothered anyway. Oh, funny. Um, so before I tell you the theme, Miles, what is your buzzer? The usual. And Roscoe, what is your buzzer for this week? <laughs> Amy. Oh, okay. Tails. 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 Jill. Guys, guys, Jill. guys, guys, <laughs> I fucking it'll be, get it. It'll, it'll, be some, it'll, it'll be something Sonic related. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, okay, so um, usual, um, I guess, agenda takes place for the quiz. I will read out the question. Well, I won't. I will read out the siblings' names. So the theme of this week are siblings in game in video games. Um, so I'll read the, oh. the siblings, and you uh, tell oh. me the game or franchise they are from. Oh my! Okay. Um, okay. 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 I did try and do a thing where, like, some of them are really obvious, and I tried. Like I was gonna hide one out, but then I think, nah, I'll just keep them in. Um, so I'll just, I'm just gonna say the name, and then you buzz in if you know, and uh, we'll go from there. Are you ready? Think yeah. so. Cool. Question one: <laughs> Alex and Jonas. Alex and Jonas. If you need a hint, let me know. I'm, I, I'll do hints because I'm not a total bitch. But, uh, <laughs> oh, not a total bitch. Not a total bitch. <laughs> like 83 and a half percent. 83.5% bitch. <laughs> Alex and Jonas. Ross. <laughs> can I have a hint, please? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, you can both have a hint. I can't just give it to you. <laughs> Miles, would you um, also like a hint? Yes, please. Okay. Right. Um, released in 2016, um, the studio, this is going to get, no, that, mm, that's going to go right away. Mm. It's a single player video game. It's indie and it's graphic adventure. Graphic adventure. If I read out the description without saying the name, would that be helpful? Do it. Blah, blah, blah. It's a supernatural mystery horror graphic adventure game developed by Blank. If I say who it was developed by, you get it straight away. So that's I've never heard hint. of Blank. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who's Blank? Damn. Uh, 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 Amy. Ross. Resident Evil 7. 
<laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> His name's Ethan. Oh, we're doing the names. No, you're doing the game, but the names right. are Alex and Jonas. I, I was saying, I don't think there's an Alex or a Jonas. I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought there was an Alex Winters. I um, guess I'm wrong. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Right, Miles. <laughs> okay, I, I will give you that. one more hint and then we're done. And then it, it's nah, nah. Okay. Okay. The developer is Night School Studio. I have no idea who Night School Studio <laughs> I've never heard of Night School Studio. What do you mean? Uh, you know, they do some fucking crap. Have, have we games. played this game? Have we played this game? Um, I've played it. I don't know. If, I, think, I think Ross has played it. Oh, Sean's, oh. De- Sean's definitely played it. I Sean's know that. played every game, though. Like. I know, but Sean has definitely played it. Um, I don't I know. Ross, don't know Ross actually might have played it a really long time ago. Are we done? Alex Are we Jones. giving it up? Is it, in- is it indie? Yes. Sounds indie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, the, the answer was oxen free. Oh. oh no! Bloody oh. Indie nerd game for nerd. Yeah, game. nerd. Oh, nerd do game. you know what? It was the best like seventy nine p I've ever spent. Um, yeah, it's a great game. It's a great game. Yeah, have you played it, Ross? Uh, no. <laughs> great game. Never played it. <laughs> I'm aware that it's a great game. I've not. I've not played it myself. Fair enough. Yeah, fair I'm, enough. I've played it either. Fair enough. Okay. Well, question two. Um, now get your buzzers ready. Get your fingers ready because it's whoever I hear first, and this is not going to be not known. Oh God! Coco and Crash. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Miles. Crash Bandicoot. Yes. Hang on. I buzzed whilst Miles was going. Oh. You, well, you might no, have. I buzzed at the same you time. You might have, but I think what cheated you out of that was Miles going oh, because yeah, it that's blocks not a buzz. all the other noise out. No, but it blocks the noise out, and then the next thing I heard was. Well, then it's invalid. <laughs> <laughs> It is void. I'm not voiding it. Do you want to share half a point each? No. No. Right. Question three. (laughs) (laughs) Question three. People say that I'm rude to Miles on this podcast, right? (laughs) And it's like, it's not true. It's just, it's not my fault that he is just a total cock juggling thunder cunt. It's not my fault. In in fairness, I am the worst person in existence, so it is understandable. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for question three? Don't know if you are. Um, Evie and Jacob. Oh, Ross. fuck. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah. I knew as soon as you buzzed as well. Damn it. The oh, te- the most underrated Assassin's Creed game ever. I love I that one. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's I thought great. it was good. Well done. Uh, question four. Uh, Hawk and Carver or Hawk and Bethany? Oh. Oh. That rings a bell. That's Does interesting. Ring a bell. Yeah, <sighs> Ross. <laughs> is it um dishonored? No, it's not. I thought you had it then. I really thought you had it. Which is a little bit of a hint. Oh, herpes. Herpes. You thought I had? Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Can I have a hint, please? Uh, yeah. Hang on. You can have a hint, but one must get the hint from <laughs> from the Google machine. Okay. From the hint um, website. Yeah, from the hint website, Google. <laughs> uh, Blank is a 2011 action role-playing video game developed by Blank. Uh, uh, 
Miles. Is it Dragon Age? Which one? Oh. Origins. No. Uh, Dragon Age 2? Yes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Ross, do you feel like buzzing in? You already had a guess. You just said it was Dragon Age 2. Oh, I didn't realise you'd already had a guess. Sorry, I'm being thick today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. I said, oh, I, I yeah, said they're just on it. Yeah, yeah, fair, dumb dumbs. I was going on the hurdle rules. Never mind. Anywho, <laughs> uh, question five uh, Virgil and Dante. Balls. Love me cry. Yes. Uh, question six. Uh, Chris and Claire. Oh. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Resident Evil. What up? Yeah. Uh, Sean and Carl Johnson. Uh, uh, Amy. <laughs> Ross. Ralph thought he's San Andreas. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> fair play. Fair play. Uh, question eight. Um, and I'm really sorry if I butcher the pronunciation of this. Uh, Na'i and Naya. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Oh, there's already been an Assassin's Creed game. I was going to say Origins. No, it's no. not an Assassin's Creed. Nay, it's like Nay and Naya or Nay and Naya. I want to say I've not played the game, but I definitely know one of you have. <laughs> one of us has. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, is there a hint for this one? Oh no! Uh, oh my yeah. god, this guy. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my hint machine out. <laughs> okay, Blank <laughs> is a 2013 adventure game developed by Blank. <laughs> That's your hint. Good luck, Miles. Uh... It's considered an adventure platform puzzle video game. Uh, uh, probably haven't played it then, to be honest. No, I don't know, to be fair. So the answer was Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Oh, I didn't actually play that one. Damn. Uh, question nine, Anna and Nina. Yes. Miles? Uh, Amy. Damn it. T- Tekken? Yes. Yeah, well done. T- Tekken? 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 Is it Tekken? <laughs> okay, it's not uh, Tekken, is it? Question 10. Um, I nearly gave away the game then. <laughs> Maybe we should do it the other way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rosalind and Robert. Oh, sh- mm. oh I'm going to kick myself for this one. I could feel it already. Oh. <laughs> if we could just mash together all of your thinking, oh, Rosalind, Rosalind, Rosalind. God, I don't know, but I'm gonna go for Bioshock. I will give you Bioshock. <laughs> it's not Bio. He has to say which one, surely. It's... No, because I did say I, did... I had to for Dragon Age. That's it's not fair. Because bio... I know which one it's it Bioshock is. Bioshock Infinite. It is. Yeah. There you go. Okay. He proved his point. He proved it. I was just about to give you both of one then, but yeah, fair enough. Um, Ross, that makes you win the quiz. Oh, well, hell yeah. Yay. Well done, sir. Well done, Thank well you. done. Miles, you were just literally creeping behind. If he hadn't have got that, you'd have tied. 
To be fair, I just couldn't think of the game. I knew the names, but I could not think of the names. Yeah. So well done for getting it. Well done, dudes. Well done. There you oh. go. A little been... themed quiz. You've won again. Oh, it's been a You're while. Back in the crown. It's been a while. It's been well a while. done, sir. Thank you very much, Miles. That was a good game. Yeah, it was. That was a close fall on that. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much, Cap. No worries. I do miss Hardle, but I'm, 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 I'm sure we'll get back to it. Someday. We will. We will. We will. Maybe one day one of the quizzes can be you reading out the your Google hints, and we have to we just have to guess the game from that. I'm pretty oh sure that I've done that before. <laughs> I think Sean okay. did that for a bit, didn't he? Where he was like, where we did the five steps one, and it was like the sooner you got it, the better. And he'd like be like, oh, it released in 2008. Oh, okay. Oh, I could do that. I could do like a take on Sean's one of that, but I do. Yeah, I feel like I have done like a uh, like a description theme before, but um... oh yeah, wasn't it like? Didn't we do it because you did obviously the bug stacks thing, and then you did like a riff as like a theme of that, <laughs> where you were like bad descriptions of the game or something. I'm pretty sure we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, that died quickly after I had shit taken out of me for about four years. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, if you can think of a theme or you want a theme you're listening and you think oh they haven't done that theme please write in i love a theme i don't like to be organized and all tightly in a box so uh yeah let me know love a theme that's one thing we do here well at the video podcast love a theme a theme right then let's get into the news and what we're going to start off with really is our impressions of um of stray because as you know if you're a long-term listener of this podcast we've been rather excited about stray and all this week, we've been playing it. I think four, four of us have, have completed it now. I'm not getting cap, obviously. Awkward. But um, yeah, we're going to share our spoiler-free impressions. If we get time this week, hopefully we're going to get together and do a spoiler-filled conversation about this because I do want to chat about the ending with uh, with Mars and some guys and anyone that's finished it, really, because I do think it's quite interesting. But we'll go spoiler-free um, for a little while, just sharing what we think of this most anticipated game i'm going to start with miles who wasn't anticipating it at all <laughs> surprisingly me and cat have had very opposite experiences of stray so i have to, i've got to admit i've got to eat some humble pie about stray i was skeptical about it i didn't think it was going to be as good as the hype was projecting it to be i thought people were getting a bit too excited about a game where you ran around as a cat and i was fucking wrong <laughs> i was super wrong i love this game uh it's solid eight out of ten easy i think um i just really enjoyed the being able to explore this really cool kind of vibrant world um it's filled with robots instead of humans which i think was more likely a budget choice rather than a creative one initially but i think it actually really works in its favor like there's something really cathartic about um going up to like a random robot and then like petting against it and then it displaying like a love heart with a sound effect like it goes straight to the dopamine hit in the brain you know um i think the puzzle making is very light um easy going so even if you're not particularly like great at games you can still really enjoy this and have a good time with it um and i kind of said to cat while i was playing it, i was like I just enjoy role-playing as, as an annoying-ass cat. Like, I just run around and knock things off of ledges, not for any reason, but just because I could as a cat. Um, and I just think they really nailed it. The animation's really well done. I think the graphics are lovely. I think it's got a pretty decent story, considering, you know, how it's delivered and the constraints that it works within narratively. Um, and then I got the Platinum the other day, and doing the two-hour run really does show that 
this is a very limited scoped game but if you take your time and just immerse yourself in it and enjoy it i think my first run was four and a half hours um there's plenty to find lots of stuff lots of cool details to kind of explore and see and i think there's some hidden stuff that people probably still haven't found in it yet so i really liked it i've had a great time with it i think it's one of my better games of the year i don't think it's in my top five but i don't think it's too far away either um and considering how skeptical i was of it i think that may have played a part is that my expectations for it weren't that high and it was a much better game than i was expecting in comparison i think other people have had the opposite problem of expected a lot of it and it's not quite lived up to that for them um but i love it and the zerks are creepy like there's just something about hordes of things chasing after you and attacking you and gobbling you to death that's just kind of awful so yeah i really like it i think it's good so i'm eating some humble kai i uh i owe it to stray that it's a much better game than i expected it to be hmm, well there you go um i'm probably less hot on it than you are actually oh um, no i i would give it a strong seven okay for sure it is a strong seven it is nearly an eight it is a strong seven but to be honest i wasn't expecting anything more hmm. um i was hyped for this don't get me wrong as you know, I was really looking forward to it. But I kind of, in the back of my mind, knew that, okay, it's not going to be a 10 out of 10 masterpiece experience. I know this. No, it's not. It's It It was never advertising itself to be God of War. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, it was just going to be a fun little game where you play as a cat and just do cat stuff. And I was like, I feel like that's what I got. Yeah. And nice. I can't complain about that, really. <laughs> Especially given it's been free or included in the subscription. I think yeah. for how it's been delivered, it's just a wonderful little thing. I'm fairly tempted to buy it on Steam and then just go through it with the mods because that looks like oh, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. I I'm tempted that. to go through it as Garfield. That sounds like fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> Only if there's lasagna you can eat. Exactly that. But yeah, I there are there were moments that were like, man, this is really creepy. Mm. This is really unsettling. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail, but the eyes. Yes, the eyes. Yeah. What the oh, fuck? Where did that come from? All the eyes. <laughs> What the fuck was that? When, yeah. when when it dropped into that moment, I was like, "What the hell is this? This has gone off the rails." Um, the the like the shift in my attitude towards the game, just it was so immeasurable at that point because I was like, "What the hell is this? This is not." Mm-hmm. It feels like it's it's deviated so much from what it was, and thankfully that was kind of a, a overall a very small part of the game, but yeah, yeah, it was like. This is this is weird, and it was never it, it was never really explained. Um, there was a little bit of a little bit of, of explanation from uh, from B twelve, who is your little robot companion and is a badass mofo, and I would die for. And but yeah, that part of it was like uh, I'm not feeling this so much. It went into like little horror routes, but I didn't think it was necessary to do so. I, maybe that's where like our ex- our experiences of it have differed because I quite liked that part. I quite found like the change in dynamic quite nice because it juxtaposes like the the nicer more chilled out moments i think quite well but i guess when we do the deep dive we'll explore that more but yeah i think that's where maybe i got more from the game yeah i mean when we landed when we got to midtown i was like oh this is this is stunning oh yeah and, beautiful oh just gorgeous and um yeah anyway i'm getting to probably getting into spoiler territories <laughs> but it was uh yeah it was a solid seven out of ten for me um i think a new game plus probably could have done it a bit of service. I would like to have jumped back in and tidy it up um, instead of having to start over again. That would have been nice. Would have been a chapter selection would be nice, maybe to do that. I don't know. There's little things. There, but... there is a chapter select. The, what? 
yeah, yeah if you, if you go back to, to the menu click yeah. on your save and then it goes you can either continue or click chapter select motherfucker <laughs> so you can go back and get those memories you missed well yeah. i don't know what i'm doing tonight then um amazing um right then cats yes this, this is your chance to let it all go it's a fine game, okay? It's fine, okay? It's fine. <laughs> what an opening that is. It's, it's fine. fine. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay, fine. Here's the thing. is I've been banging on about this pissing cat game for fucking like a year now. And I'm the one with fucking egg on my face. And it's not because it's not a bad game. It's fine. But I think like you, Ross, it's a strong seven for me. Nearly an eight, strong seven. But I was expecting a nine. You know, I, I thought this was going to be the the game where it's like, oh my god, it's from an indie, but look how many, look where it goes, look what, and I, I think there are some elements of that for sure, but uh, I don't know what I was expecting, and the thing is as well, it has a lot of what I was expecting in it, but I think there's just so much that could have elevated it. Um, it pisses me off. I can't track anything i've no idea what i've done or what i haven't done i I have no idea where i am and i find myself going around in fucking circles all the time uh, a lot of the time because a lot of the stuff looks it doesn't look the same but it's got the same like when you're going down alleyways and streets i'm like wait i've already just been down this fucking alleyway i've just been down the alleyway and the thing is cats are very intuitive so if you're gonna like hype on the cat thing make a map like and if it's just that kind of shit like where well, it's just like that's really annoying i can't like log anything or know where i am and yes they do have that in the chapter so like you can see when you go into chapter select ross you'll be able to see how many memories you've missed in each chapter you'll have to redo the chapter from the beginning but it, it's not a massive problem oh my god yeah so there is that i've missed one chapter in the sewers with all the eyes i don't know what that was i'm sure i'll find out at the end um didn't like that i do like the plague tile element of it i knew there was going to be like a like a stealthy running away from stuff because they showed that in the trailer um yeah i think for me it was i think my expectations are too high i was expecting this to like kick ass you know like like unpacking kicked ass Mm. unpacking's a two and a half three hour four hour game and it rocks it rocks my little socks off this is a game where i expected it to maybe have the same momentum as lake or um or, or or like unpacking because you know it's always those games that are like so magical where you're like and i thought this was going to be magic they've been hyping up the cat game the cat game the cat game the cat game and then all the 10 10 out of 10s came out and i was like shit i'm fucking right this is going to be the sickest game of the year (laughs) and and then i was playing it and i was like oh no am i a bit bored (laughs) no (laughs) am i a bit like i just couldn't my focus i just couldn't keep my focus and i don't know what it was about the game that wasn't allowing me to keep my focus i don't know if there should have been an extra element of something in there i think for ages i spent a lot of time in the first city and that peed me off because I was getting lost a lot and then I was running around for stuff and I was like oh my god I, I've lost I've turned myself around a lot um being this dumb little cat in this dumb little city and that's maybe user error that's fine but equally make a fucking map just make a fucking map <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm with you in that the design of the slums wasn't great yes yeah the, um, the, the slum yeah Midtown however is lovely like you can you've got pointers you've got like areas of like oh well if i go into the center then i can turn left or turn right or well i don't want to give away too much but 
yeah so obviously I haven't finished the game yet but it is like quite a, I'll get into it and I'll think I can't be fucked and I think it's the the aspect of then feeling pressured I guess from a trophy standing point of view also nothing bothers me more than speedrun trophies it's like you said without a new game plus it's a really shitty way to just get you to play the game again cool what would I want to do that for I know there are a subset of people who love to see how fast they can beat a game don't get me mm. wrong they, they're going to put that in the other last of us as well which we'll talk about later but equally like don't force me to play your game twice just for a trophy I I want to play your game twice because I want to play your game twice I played unpacking twice you know don't force me it because I've got to for the sake of fucking trophy because if I was to play that game again for that trophy and I was to not for whatever reason I know it's quite hard to do but for whatever reason I couldn't get past a certain bit and then I went over the two hours to have to then replay that full two hours again that's gonna you know what's gonna happen to me because I soft lock my myself out of everything I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. So I, I beef of that immediately when I saw the trophy list. I was like, you fuckers, <laughs> you've made a speed run trophy. Because I like moseying around. I don't want to rush. I'm uh, leave me alone. I um, think you, you you could knock out a speed run of uh, yeah, quite easily. I, I think. Yeah, I definitely. It's, I it's think not you that can. bad. No, it like, isn't that bad. I had thirty minutes spare for mine. I just it's think, very I think you you in particular could probably smash out stray in less than two hours. Yeah, hundred percent. I know I can. I just fuck fuck off. Why would I want to? <laughs> I, I will. I will do it. Maybe, possibly. It depends if I care enough. Um, I think it's a good storyline. I think you know, like like Miles was saying. I think some, there's something about the if you can finish it in under two hours, the scope wasn't massive. But I think it's good for what it is. I just think there could have been like small additions that would have really ramped it to an eight or a nine for me. I love B12 though. Yeah. Yeah. B12 rules. Yeah. And maybe I'll change my mind when I finish it. Maybe once I've seen the whole thing and I've gotten out of my, you know, sulk, then maybe I'll see it in a different <laughs> light. Uh, and I'm willing to do that. So, yeah. I, I you know, I'm not deleting it anytime soon and I will make sure I finish it because I know I literally must only have like half hour, 45 minutes left. Yeah. But, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're, you're uh, without spoiling anything, you're not far off. Yeah, no, I know. I can see it on the memory thing. I only have like two memories left to, to mm. get or something. So, yeah. So we shall see. But uh, yeah, that's that's I think, me for now. I th- yeah, we're gonna need you on the spoiler special. So you gotta yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I do feel I feel sad that I was like, oh my god, this game's gonna fucking book the cat game, the cat game, the cat game, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> No, I mean, that's exactly how I felt with um, Halo Infinite, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was so hyped for that. And sometimes you're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not and a Halo, bad game at all. Halo, no, Halo Infinite is not a bad game at all, but it's fine. Yeah. You know? There's nothing but, more than it being an absolutely fine game. My God, there, there is a chapter select. Oh, my God. Well, there that is a chapter select. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, and the thing is, you probably have missed like a fuckload of memories in Midtown, because I did. Yeah, Midtown's the one I've missed the most in, actually. Yeah, there's like 50 billion. But... My God, that's a lot. I'm sure they will release a sequel of Stray one day because, you know, it has had a lot of hype around it and it still has a lot of hype buzzing around it. And I will still play the sequel because it's fine. It's a lovely game. (laughs) It's a lovely, lovely game. It's just not the game I anticipated it being. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's that's, that's absolutely fine. 7 out of 10 is still a good score. 7 out of 10 is very good score. Yeah, absolutely. 7 out of 10 is still good, folks. 
we had this yeah. big argument on the Dynasty Warriors podcast, apparently. Seven out of ten is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even an argument. It was Ethan declaring seven out of ten is good. Anyone, anyone <laughs> who says anything else can get fucked, basically, was the point he was making. Right. I should probably stop uh, playing Stray and get back to the podcast. Um, right. Let's get into the main news. And the main news is, well, Ubisoft are kind of falling apart at the seams, it would seem. Um, I'm going to read from VGC because where else would I read from? Ubisoft have cancelled Ghost Recon Frontline, Splinter Cell VR, and two unannounced games, along with possibly also cancelling um, something else as well, which I've lost. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, never mind. Rogue um, Champions has just come out in the last half an hour, so uh, it might or might not be cancelled. Avatar was delayed. And Avatar Avatar's and Assassin's delayed. Creed has been delayed as well. Been delayed. Uh, Royal Champions, which has been out for three months, is looking like it's going to be cancelled. <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, Ubisoft have announced that it has ceased development on Ghost Recon Frontline, Splinter Cell VR, and two unannounced games. During a financial call listened to by VGC, the company said that both games had been cancelled due to the changing financial environment. The company did not provide further details. Splinter Cell VR was in development at Ubisoft's Red Storm Studio with support from Reflections. Ghost Recon Frontline was in development at Ubisoft Bucharest. Ghost Recon Frontline was a battle royale game that saw groups of four players teaming up to face more than 100 players across a large map. An eight-minute trailer that was revealed last October showed off players collecting loot and completing missions, etc., etc., etc. We're also talking about Assassin's Creed. There was an Assassin's Creed apparently due at the end of this year called Assassin's Creed Rift. Um, Jason Schreier was reporting on that this week. Um, that's now been delayed to early 2023. I mean, that leaves Ubisoft with Skull and Bones, which is coming out the day before God of War Ragnarok, or the day after, and Mario Rabbids. So, Kat, are you excited about Ubisoft output this, <laughs> this year? <laughs> to be fair, I don't play any of the games that they've cancelled or developed. I think it's really telling what the next year will bring them uh whack, whack, is all yeah. i can say about that um yeah i mean the rabbits thing looked fine looked good that's my favorite word it's fine um fine but it, it tells you a lot about the finances doesn't it of the game because they would have put a lot of money into it anyway regardless yeah. you know any game that's cancelled midway through has already had an injection of a lot of money put in um and it can cost people jobs and it can cost people lots of stuff so you know it, it's not looking great for ubisoft um but i don't really play anything from ubisoft so um and i think that they are also in because they're also in like the whole but older than activision this whole debacle around like equality and gender right mm-hmm yeah, yeah, they absolutely. can fucking bust into flames then. All I give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what is it to me? I don't play any of the Assassin's Creed games. Again, they're fucking massive. Everyone always tells you a different favourite, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, so it's on my list, but uh, I'm sure I'll get around to it one day when I'm 80 years old. Uh, yeah, Skull and Bones. To be fair, the trailer, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? The, mm. the trailer looked fine. I actually quite enjoyed the trailer. I just didn't like the combat. Uh, but it was kind of like a black flag ripoff anyway. So I, I don't have too much to say other than it, it doesn't look great for Ubisoft. And I don't know what that means for the next 12, 12 months for Ubisoft. It means fuck all, really, as in like they are going to produce fuck all. Um, but I don't know what this means for Ubisoft this time next year. Yeah, You can't, you can't keep affording to inject money into games that you're going to cancel three months later and four IPs cancelled. No, yeah. 
that ain't good. That ain't good news. It ain't good. I mean, they're not. What's interesting is that they're not mainline games. They're not like the next big Ghost Recon or the next big Splinter Cell. They are spin-offs, if you like. They're battle royales or they're VR versions of games. So they seem to be maybe focusing primarily on their mainline stuff rather than all this side stuff that they've been doing. Yeah, but maybe it's, I don't know. It's still awkward, isn't it? Oh, awkward. And also as well, there would be been people, I know it says on the article that like it only had 4,000 likes, like when the trailer came out for Ghost Recon or Splinter Cell, that when the when it came out, there were like 4,000 likes and 17,000 dislikes. So as an advantage, this could be them listening to fans. Who knows? Like fans mm. of Ubisoft and the games. Uh, but equally, um, I guess they've done no research on that other than likes, potentially. Um, so, you know, that could be a... Uh, I don't know. It feels strange to um, cut a profit short very quickly with not much knowledge, and four of them as well. You know, make that decision before you start making it. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think um, all these they have they've been really trying to get into Royale. Like they've mm. they've I think they've had like three or four different attempts, and none of them have paid off. Um, they've all failed. And Riders Republic, I think. Well, it's fun. I enjoyed Riders Republic a lot. I thought it was all right. Um, but yeah, that didn't set the world alight either. Um, I think there's going to be a long wait until the next Assassin's Creed now. So yeah, it's a little bit worrying on Ubisoft's end. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, Miles, where are you with Ubisoft right now? I know you're not a huge fan of their games, but um, in terms of like business business decisions, uh, what do you think? <laughs> I think the saddest thing for me is in like 2016, 17, I thought Ubisoft were doing pretty well. They were one of the few publishers releasing good quality games in half decent states consistently. Um, and they had a couple of new IPs like For Honor that I really enjoyed. They'd had Valiant Hearts. I think it was Child of Light was a Ubisoft published one. They'd had like a few indie games as well published under them. Yeah. And I really kind of respected what they were doing at the time. And then Origins happened, which I enjoyed. And then Odyssey happened. And then from that moment on, I don't think I've touched another Ubisoft game since because it just became so bland. Like their style of game for me, with these announcements, like the Splinter Cell VR, for me, just, I know this sounds really like pathetic, but it just felt a bit insulting. Like we've wanted Splinter Cell for years to come back properly and for them to do it right. And it was going to be a shit VR game. Like, let's be honest, Splinter Cell and VR, it's an interesting idea. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have sold well. And then they would have said, see, the series is dead. No one plays it. We're just going to cancel it now. That was going to be their way out of Splinter Cell. Um, I feel like with Ghost Recon, I played Wildlands and I played it with a friend and I had a really good time with it, but it was just because I played it with a mate and we had just a laugh causing absolute chaos. It didn't play like a, uh, a Ghost Recon game at all. Mm. Um, I didn't play, was it Breakpoint? whatever it was called, because yeah. it looked trash tier. It looked like everything I didn't want in a Ghost Recon game. Um, I felt like a lot of these series that are being cancelled or whatever, It's these are the series that are kind of on their way out anyway because of Ubisoft's direction of them. And it's kind of that thing of like what EA do as well, where they'll release a game that's shit, no one will play it, or they'll criticise it to the ends of the earth, and they'll say, see, no one wants this series anymore. And they're like, no, we want the actual series, not the shit that you put out for it. Yeah. Um, so it feels to me like Ubisoft had kind of cancelled games that they probably knew were A, going to get a huge backlash and B, weren't going to sell well. Um, but it leaves them in a very precarious situation. I think business-wise, they're in a very 
bad place and a part of me feels glad because as a company they are horrible to their workers and they've protected people have committed all sorts of different crimes against their own workers and stuff it's all pretty awful um it's up to the activision but i feel like ubisoft has somehow slipped under the radar a bit more with it um and you know far cry's just had its most recent release valhalla's out they're having to change what was going to be a dlc for valhalla into a main game which you could arguably look at it in two ways of either the dlc's become so big and so good that it's now become a standalone game because of quality or if you're a cynic like me it's because they don't have anything else to release and they know skull and bones is going to crash and burn so they're trying to figure something else out to tie them over um the assassin's creed news doesn't interest me anymore um i feel like that series is very far removed from the series i enjoyed and loved which is fine other people love the new style that's fine um but I'm just not bothered. You know, I think the worst thing I have about this is that I'm very kind of ambivalent towards it because nothing Ubisoft really puts out anymore caters to me or interests me or appeals to me. I just feel like as a company, they've become very bland. They're just white paste and that's it. There's nothing else to it. Um, so I can't say I'm particularly sad. I think as a company, they're still making billions in micro microtransactions or whatever. I think they'll be fine. Um, I don't think they're in any danger of, you know, going bankrupt. But uh, I feel like as a creative space, I don't think they're a particularly good company to be at right now, which a few years ago, I wouldn't have thought that this would be where they're at. But here we are. So, yeah, I'm a bit not bothered, but also kind of bothered about the direction that they've gone in from a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, it's, it is a little worrying to see. Um, you know, so I don't really, you know, I've got no real issue with Ubisoft games. I kind of like the repetitive nature of them. And mm. um, I am I am the problem. You know, I know that. But, um, you know, um, I like having me Far Cry's every couple of years. And um, I was looking forward to Avatar. I'm still looking forward to Avatar. I think that's going to be quite interesting when that drops in April mm. next year now, I think. Um, I'll probably still be off the hype of the, uh, the movie at that point. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be very much ready for it. Um, of course, we've seen nothing of it apart from that CG trailer. So, you know, it could be awful. And... Ubisoft will just throw it out and throw some transactions on it, which is what they do best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But you're also, you're not like the problem because at the end of the day, the template that they created works. People like it. People buy it. They pay money into it. There's an ecosystem for it. And it's just a case of their games for me just became a bit too creatively uninteresting for me. Um, but also it's because I spent 88 hours in Odyssey. I could have stopped at 30 hours and maybe I'd still be quite happy playing them. So it's partially my own fault for playing so much and kind of burning out trying to get a platinum that I didn't really want. Um, and yeah, it's more just a case of, I kind of just acknowledge they're just not games that cater to me anymore, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. But uh, we, shall, uh, we shall see. Good luck, Ubisoft. Um, enjoy making no money this year. Yeah. <laughs> Skull and Bones is dead in the water just then. It's it's gone. Yeah, but they've done that to themselves, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, they've done it on purpose. <laughs> five years of development and then they're putting it next to the biggest AAA of the year. It's like, <sighs> it's like what EA did with Titanfall 2 and it was like in between Call of Duty and between Battlefield and they were like, yeah, that's a great slot. Put it there, it'll die and then we can forget about it. Yeah, it's so sad and that was devastating as well. That was awful. Titanfall needs a reboot. Well, not a reboot. Just needs... all. I tell you what, the only thing I think that can save Skull and Bones right now is Game Pass Day 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I but they won't is... do that because they're already charging 70 quid for it on the bloody Xbox store. Awful. So, sorry, mate. You fucked it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's dead in the water. <laughs> you fucked it. 
Uh, well, let's talk about um, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, it's not often we talk about that one anymore, but there are some hope for DLC as Aloy actors return to the mocap studio. Horizon Forbidden West fans think DLC could be underway after one of the actors behind Aloy revealed that they once again donned a mocap suit. I'm reading from Games Radar, actually, this time, because VLC, PDC, didn't have this news. Uh, Peggy Virons, who contributed to the more action-heavy aspects of Aloy's motion capture, recently posted that the video reel below on Instagram. Virons, uh, whose only IMDb-listed appearance in a video game is in Horizon Forbidden West, said that she was ready for some mocap action as she donned the suit in a flashy transition. In another post, she appears in a suit alongside actor Louis Van Beek, who also contributed various voices to the Forbidden West. The two posts are enough to get players wondering whether the pick are involved in motion capture for some kind of follow-up to the game. A post on Reddit asked whether this is a hint that upcoming Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Now, I've got to ask Kat, are you ready for the Frozen Worlds 2? I would love a Frozen Worlds 2. Yeah. I don't think they'll call it that, though. But I no, think, I know. No, you know what I mean. no, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what I mean. That'll be sick. I like, I don't know how early production starts for it to be released. Like, is it then? But mocap normally happens years before, doesn't it? So, you know, or whilst sometimes they do it whilst they're doing it and then like, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting how it's just her. If it was Ashley Birch as well, then I'd be more convinced that we're getting some Chosen Worlds too. Sure, but they could be capturing just uh, movement and things right, right now, and then they'll get... They very much could be. They very much could be. It'd be very exciting if there is, because there is, you know, without... Spo- why have we done a Horizon Forbidden West? But anyway... Because I uh, still haven't beaten it, that's why. Oh, for fuck's sake, Ross. <laughs> um, and neither is Miles either. But um, there is a lot to digest in the story. Like, the story consistently, like, swips and swaps. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they did bring out a Frozen Wild 2 that not you know obviously not for as well as two you know name to be <laughs> name to be in the future um that touches upon the story but doesn't take away the sequel or the trilogy the final of the trilogy when we get it which was very similar to frozen worlds frozen worlds gave a little bit more storyline about silence and where he is now and what he's doing and uh without you know, you didn't have to say, oh, you have to play Frozen Wilds to understand what's happening in Forbidden Rest at the beginning. Like, you don't have to do that. And I wonder if they'll they'll copy that same formula or they'll give you a little bit. They'll, like, bait you. And But they baited you in a very good way. It was a very good story in Frozen Wilds. I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. It would be great to see it happen again. So I think Frozen Wilds was released, like, what, eight months after uh, Zero Dawn? Uh, so... Yeah, it was, it was November of that year, wasn't it? The yeah. Came out. So... I mean, if we're going by the same timeline, Christmas? <laughs> so that'd be cool. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be that fast. Uh, but it'd be cool. It, you know, in the next, even if the next six to 12 months we got some sort of DLC, that'd be sick. Aloy at Christmas. Oh, that'd be Aloy nice, at Christmas. I don't know what they do. I don't think they'd do a frozen one. I think they'd do my, more like a beachy one this time mm. and they, i think they'd really like amp up the island vibe because they have a like later on in the game they have some more island vibes more beachy vibes and aloy, summer vacation yeah yeah like a- aloy the uh the, the beachy wilds the beachy wilds let's <laughs> the go beachy wilds <laughs> the sandy wilds let's go uh yeah uh, you know me i would love some dlc i mean i'm tempted to get vr2 just for the bloody dlc for the um, for the front, oh, yeah, yeah, for the Call horizon the stuff, yeah, Call the Mountain, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, um, that does look good because we know it's not for that because you are the protagonist in that, so yes, 
It's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. I mean, when am I ever not going to be excited about anything Horizon, you know? It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Unless there was like some stray DLC and you'd be like, oh, it's fine. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, are you uh, getting hyped for Horizon DLC? I mean, in fairness, <clears throat> I think it's such a successful game that it's just nice to see it you know, getting more content so that more people can enjoy it. I'm about, uh, how far am I? I think I'm like, I've cleared about half the map so far in Horizon, but I'm still, I'm clearing like all the side stuff as I go. So it's taking me forever to get anywhere. Um, I am really enjoying it, but for some reason, I'm not like getting super addicted to it. I tend to hop in and out of it and play other games alongside it, which unlike something like Elden Ring, where I just blaze my way through um, for like a week or two um i do enjoy it i think it's a great game i think it's absolutely fucking stunning like it is a wonderful looking game it's a pure spectacle to take in but i don't know it hasn't really hooked me but i think dlc is a good thing and i think when i do finish it hopefully by the time i ever get around to finishing it the dlc will probably already be out and i'll probably pick it up and play it just because i didn't play the frozen wilds and it's one of my few regrets of the last generation um so yeah i think it's just good news it's nice to see that a good game doing well is getting good story dlc um and it's a practice i want to support in the industry of single player games being supported with more content so yeah i'm a big fan of it i think it's a good move and it's nice to see that horizon's doing well yeah absolutely um yeah like i said i haven't beaten it yet um i'm so far behind on it i haven't reached the beachy bit yet i haven't reached a sandy bit yet no have you not no <laughs> they do they look very nice um i'm in i'm in the forbidden west i know that much but that's I haven't, good to know. <laughs> I, I haven't got to the beach yet. I'm like, there is one thing the in the trailer. <laughs> there is one thing in the trailer that I don't think I ever got to, and I I'm really confused by it hmm. um, because either it's gone straight past me and I've just missed that part of the storyline completely, or it was a side mission I never ran into, and that is the bit of the trailer where um, oh my god, what is his name? I've just gone blank now. Silence. No. Errand. 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 Um, where Errand is on a beach and he's like been captured. Oh, that was probably just for the demo. They probably just made that mission up for the sure, demo. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, I was gonna say maybe like because the beach exists. That location does exist, but I never ran into anything where he gets like mm. captured. Maybe, maybe uh... it's because I didn't get to that bit, and then like the game is very dynamic like if you do something too late it kind of it does adapt to you you can and it will uh, like obviously like say that you haven't done stuff and it all you know because i did i did everything in such a mismatchy way um that's stuff that miles has already done that i didn't do till much later and the game follows your lead on that it will not like say anything it won't spoil anything as you know games 10 15 years ago proper spoil something if you hadn't done it you were like oh shit okay well i guess that's supposed to do that then mm-hmm. um Whereas I don't know if this is just something I never ran into or it was random or like Miles was saying, maybe it was just the demo to, you know. Might have approached it a different way as well. It looked that's like what a I kind mean. of objective where it was like one part of the map and they that's just went ex- from the that, beach. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. I might have approached it in a way where like Aaron was safe and completely fine as opposed to, yeah, who knows? Maybe hmm. I progressed the story too soon for the for the time mission to actually trigger. But uh, who knows? Who knows? But yeah. Um, yeah, so beaches do exist. They're very good. They're very nice. Very, very pretty. Very cool, very swag. Um, yeah, very cool, very swag. Uh, crocodile dinosaurs are dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. You'll get there. Once I stop playing everything else. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know why I jumped off it. Something must have come out and it must have just fell on something else. I but... think I think it's really easy that if you do come out of it, it's really hard to get back into it because it's such a huge game that you feel like mm. you need to like smash all out at once. Or if you do end up like tripping and you know trickling in and out, it can probably last forever. I still okay. think I still think I'm still a big supporter of um, games. Like if you jump out of a game, then like six months later jump back in. I'd never like previously on. Oh my god! You can we I mean? create that? Can we create that as a business where people hire us? Because that pisses me off too. And actually, that was a massive pro with The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher Three does the that. Witch- Every time yeah, you back in. it just tells you what mission you're on, and it's like, and it does it in like a story verse book. But what about if we created a business where uh, they see. would hire us to do it? Yeah. Do we know how to do it? We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Horizon Moon and West, there'll just be a video of you going, right, so. Right, so this is what you've done so far, bud, okay? Just <laughs> a checklist. You went over down. there, you killed the snake. <laughs> X's is, X is jump. Yeah, Remember that's that what bit. I need. I need like a little, you know, you need to get your inventory by this, you know, you're not, you can't be slow with your swapping out your acid arrows, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. a little pep talk, just to, you know, because I do get that. I do jump out of the game and then I think, there is no point in going back to that game because mm. I will be rubbish at it now. How are you getting on The Witcher 3, by the way? Uh, and it's it's going somewhere. Okay. It's, it's gone to the end of my uh, PlayStation desktop because <laughs> I haven't played it in so long. Um, I'm about to... Well, no, actually, I can't be about two hours, three hours in. I... I got a bit like signpost overwhelmed. I got a bit question mark overwhelmed. And then I kept like walking into shit that was way above my level. And then I felt like I needed a brain in the jar game, which the the internet told me would have been Hugh. It was not Hugh. I wanted to (laughs) chuck my controller across the room. Uh, So I'll get back. I'll get round. I'll get round. I'll get round. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that's a trickly in game and a trickly out game. But I do need to not leave it for so long because otherwise, like you, I'll just feel the need to restart it all over again. And I can't do that again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in no mood to do that again. No, <laughs> no. Uh, right, then let's move on to multiverses, where players will have to pay two hundred and fifty-five dollars to unlock everything in multiverse that can't be earned by playing it. Um, I'm reading from VGC, of course, and Mr. Chris Scullion. Players will have to spend at least two hundred pounds to unlock everything in multiverses at launch. The Warner Brothers Brawler open beta is available to everyone on July 26th, and I do recommend checking it out. I was in the private beta, and it was wicked, so do go and check out the open beta from tomorrow. But early access was made available today to those who have played the closed alpha, those who won codes via Twitch drops, and those who played for a Founders Pack bundle, costing between 40 and and £100. As the beta stands, there are two types of currency available in the coins, which can be earned through normal gameplay and gleanium, which can only be bought with real money. However, right now, a sizable portion of the game's cosmetic content can only be bought with Gleamium and cannot be unlocked through normal play. Gleamium comes in four packs, a pack of $3.99, $7.99, $15.99, and $39.99. At first, only four of the game's 16 characters are playable. A fifth, Wonder Woman, is unlocked after playing the tutorial. The rest can either be unlocked with coins or by paying 700 Gleamium, at least £10, a total of 7,700, at least £70, to unlock them all. However, since they can still be unlocked through normal play, we haven't taken this total into account until our headline figure. In most of the other categories of unlockables, a handful of items can be unlocked through in-game play, either by reaching or certain experience levels with a certain character or progressing through the free version of the Battle Pass. So, we've got character skins. 17 in total, 13 are Gleamium only. Total cost is 14450 at at least £125. 
ring out VFX animations at least £85, taunts, which are at least £50, sticker remotes, which are at least £5, and banners, which are at least £5. The total cost of this is exactly 30,000 gleanium, which is a lot of gleanium. <laughs> so, um, Kat, are you going to get into multiverses? Yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I, I was a bit torn on this, like, because um, I remember a couple of weeks ago talking about Diablo and, and it's like, oh, this costs blah, 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 the amount, like loads of money to get everything. And then I think to myself, you know, we could sit here and be outraged about, oh my God, you know, real money, that much money to get everything. And then I think about Fortnite. And then I think about how, how much would it realistically cost to consistently buy everything in the shop with the V-Bucks? And then when I think about that, I'm like, well, you know, they've got to make their money somehow. Um, especially as, you know, they're probably trying to be inspired or take a, a, a formula that's similar to Fortnite because it is so successful. Um, so it's tough to feel mad when I sit there and play Fortnite and pick and choose what I want. And yes, you can earn a lot of skins in Fortnite and you can earn like, you know, the passes and everything, like that, but that still costs money. And yes, you do get some of it back so you can still reinvest and invest and maybe they'll do something like that in the future. But yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? Because I guess it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice whether you want to own Shaggy's yeah. pink t-shirt. You know, you don't have to. It's not gonna if it's not if it's about a skin versus like I think where I draw a line of like that's ridiculous is when it progresses you in the game. So yeah. if it was to progress you in the game further because you've paid real money for it, that's bullshit because you've already played you've already played a base price. I remember like 10, 15 years ago when that was starting to come in where you paid a base price for a game and they were like, oh, no, but you need to pay, you know, the extra £10 to get the, you know, the third world. No, yeah. no, bitch. <laughs> like, ah, I bitch. paid you 50 quid for the whole game. <laughs> I should get the whole fucking game. And I think that's, you know, that's where I draw the line. If it's like design and stuff like that, you know, oh, you, you, you can turn Shaggy's hair pink or you can turn Wonder Woman's outfit blue. Like, that's your choice, bro. Like, if you don't want to do that and it's not going to make, it's not going to excel you in the game any further, then, pff, you know, developers got to make their money. They've got to make their content. They've got licenses to pay for. I mean, as long as there's going to be some, you know, give and take every so often, then, yeah, you know, got to make that dollar dollar, aren't they? They got to make that dollar dollar. And I yeah. do feel somewhat hypocritical about this because I play Fortnite a lot. Exactly, and... exactly. So I can't feel enraged. I, can't I don't be spend like... a lot of money on Fortnite. I really don't. Any money that any V-Bucks that I have, I've earned through mm. my Battle Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's something I really, really want. Yeah, which, like which I happened. bought Harley. I bought oh, Harley nice. Quinn. Yeah. Just because I knew I really wanted it. Like Harley, Aloy, and Tomb Raider, when they come back in the store, I'll be buying. But other mm. than that, you know, like I said, unless it's something I really, really want, it's normally through what I've earned V-Bucks wise. But, yeah. you know, we could sit here and calculate what it would cost on a weekly basis to own everything in Fortnite for the shop, just for a week. And I bet you it comes down to more than that $225. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. So, yeah, I can't sit here and be enraged by it, but I think if it was to be like, oh, you would, you could buy powers and be like sweaties on the, on the game, then, mm. then I, then I'd be like, that's bullshit and that's unfair. But, yeah. I mean, all the, all this stuff is cosmetic as it exactly, should be. Yeah. And I'm, I've never been against transactions in games that are free to play. Um, yeah. Because yeah, if it's a damn good game, like Fall Guys, like Fortnite, 
yeah, yeah. you can't make that dollar dollar you know they've given it to us for free and, and it's good to support developers I haven't given Epic Games any money for bloody ages but I'll um, you know I earn my V-Bucks in Battle Passes I pay for the next Battle Pass with those V-Bucks mm-hmm. so the cycle just keeps going on and on and on <laughs> and like and sometimes said, you have to top up your V-Bucks if you buy something in the store. You're like, okay, I'll just put in like six quid, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, and, you know, unless there's, some, again, unless there's something in the store that I really want, which doesn't hasn't happened for a while, actually. Mm. I think the last one was probably Master Chief, if I remember rightly. Or it could be a Marvel one, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. But this is interesting because the, the only reason I, I bought a multiverse is because you, you make a great point about Fortnite and, like, it's, it's use of microtransactions and how that works. It's interesting in multiverses because you do start with so few characters. Like you start with like four, mm. I think. And that's not a massive amount from the very beginning, I don't think. And so if you want them, you know, early without earning them, or if you're buying Gleemium to put towards it, it is gonna get it is get slightly expensive at the beginning mm-hmm. if you want a bit more a bit more content, I suppose, is what I'm looking mm. for from from the game because every character does play very differently okay um so it's um unlike fortnite of course which, which is just all cosmetic yeah um so yeah um miles where are you with this are you on the same page yeah i don't think i'm as hmm, what's the word uh pissed off about this one as i usually am when it comes to market transactions and life services uh it's free to play none of it's pay to win i don't quite like the fact that the roster is so small unless you pay and I do wonder how bad the grind will be of the in-game currency to unlock the rest of the characters. And I wonder if it might have, depending on how stingy the economy system is, I reckon there might be a bit of pushback or frustration coming out of that potentially. Um, but I think in terms of what it's offering, what you get for it and the package, you know, this is a free game. So that's where they have to make their money on it. So I don't mind it if it's cosmetic only, Obviously, 250 quid for cosmetics to me just seems a bit nuts. Like you have to pay that much money, which is the equivalent of like what four or five games just to get some in-game different looks and stuff. Um, so it always kind of baffles me. But then, like you said, you both made a really good point with Fortnite and with Dead by Daylight. You know, I've, I've spent a bunch of money um, on those. I tend to justify it as if I've got X amount of hours worth of fun and enjoyment out of that game then i don't mind giving some money to the developers or to the game itself it's like uh yeah cool you give me a free game i've really enjoyed it like here's some money for it um i think i did it with rocket league as well because i played like 400 hours of rocket league so i was like you know what i'm gonna buy something just as like a thanks um yeah i think it's not a game for me i don't like smash games i've never really understood the appeal of them personally um but that's a very subjective personal thing um fair enough balance in the middle of monetizing so that they can make their money's worth. I imagine the licenses for the characters are probably going to cost a bit. Um, And yeah, it doesn't seem too stingy. It's not gameplay affecting. It's not pay to win. You know, initially I wondered, is it going to be another Battlefront 2 in the making kind of thing? Um, But it doesn't look like it's going to be anything like that. So yeah, I've got to say, I think it seems fair enough. Mm. I don't have too many problems with it, which is rare for me with a game like this. Yeah, I think the industry has very much learned its lesson after Battlefront 2. Oh, I got so burned on that. I was I was part of it too. I was furious. I couldn't believe it when I saw the progression system and I was like, you're joking. I paid money for this. Yeah, uh, those were the days. What a time that was. What a time. Oh my God. 
when Disney themselves had to come down and be like, hang on a minute, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Disney, the most money grabbing company in existence or one of, had to come down and just tell EA to stop being greedy. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> it's like, there's ways to do this, guys, without looking like assholes. <laughs> okay, let's teach you other ways. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. But not, Overpowered Chewie was great. Indeed. I'm not sure licenses may be the issue because this is a Warner Brothers game. So they've got them all tied up anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Fair um, enough. I didn't know if there were like extra characters from other things coming in because I know it's quite a random roster. Um, isn't Arya Stark in it? Yep. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm intrigued by just the roster of characters. So maybe yeah, you will can pick up. You, you can play her in the out in the uh, alpha, and uh, yeah, it's voiced by Maisie Williams as well. Is it? Fair yeah. play. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's weird. It's weird, man. <laughs> I was I, I was in a fight with Scooby Doo and um, Ira from Game of Thrones. It was just like. What's happening here? <laughs> okay, good. This is a very strange experience, but I'm yeah. kind of having fun. I'm kind of into it. Um, yeah. Uh, finally, we'll get through this one pretty quickly. Um, Naughty Dog have shown off the first official Last of Us Part 1 gameplay following a series of leaks that developers have described as disheartening, frustrating, and hurtful. But why is it always Naughty Dog? That's what I want to know. The 10-minute features, the 10-minute video features gameplay and deep dive video includes interviews and directors for the Last of Us Part 1 who discuss how the team went in and rebuilt the beloved game from the ground up. An accompanying PlayStation blog confirms that the game can render native 4K at targeted 30fps or dynamic 4K at targeted 60fps. That's what we're talking about. So, yeah. Uh, have you guys seen the um, the, the new 10-minute video? Yeah. Of Last of Us Goodness? Yep. Yeah. What do you think? Is it is it justifying its £70 price tag to you? Kat, do you want to go first? I've got quite a lot to say on this. <laughs> okay. Um, so I watched the 10 minute deep dive today with all the interviews and, you know, as great as it looks and, it, you know, arguably The Last of Us is possibly one of the best games ever made um, in especially certainly in our generation. Um, and, you know, knock 20 quid off and we'll talk. It, it's a game that's been out for nearly what, 10 years and it's a game where we have already had a remastered version. Um, a game where the sequel just came out a couple of years ago. So, you know, a lot of people already deep dived into the, the, the original in prep for the sequel. I spoke last year about how sometimes I just feel like PlayStation and Sony have this real like money grabbing, like they feel like money bags from Spyro a little bit, like, ho, 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 we will because we can. And I always appreciate art. I think, you know, what developers do is fantastic it's it's the same price as the sequel that was released like two years ago this is not a game that should be that much <laughs> you know people have played it like millions of times I think I've even played it like four times you know and I just yes you're giving graphics yes you're doing a whole new engine design but it's not a new game it's it, it's it's the same game you've just like you know you've spat on a piece of cloth and shinied it up which is brilliant and fantastic and amazing and yes they've done so much for accessibility they've said that they'll be the first game to have audio description inbuilt in the cutscenes and everything like that which is fantastic why are you exploiting that why are you charging people more for that like you know we, we had a long conversation me and miles a couple of days ago with josh and Josh is very much for this and for the price and very much like it's your prerogative if you want to pay it. And I think me and Miles have very similar opinions of like, 
why like why does it have to be 70 pounds um it's not the same game it's not sorry it's not it's not a different game it's not new ip yes it's part of this amazing franchise but so much has happened if we hadn't have heard anything from the last of us say in that 10 years it'd been released 10 years ago it was a big old hit la 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 la. sequel came out two years ago and then they were rebuilding the original then i'd think do you know what okay maybe perhaps but I just, I don't like the commonality of 70 quid games. It's a lot of money for somebody, but it's a lot of money for a game that's been out for that long and has already been remastered to a HD version, what feels like four times already. Um, Yes, I'm excited for it, but the price point is way too high. Um, You know, 70 pounds is a lot of money. You're talking, you know, I don't even think God of War is 70 pounds. I might eat my hat now, but like, I don't even think Ragnarok is... 69.99 69.99 is it i don't know equally okay well then that that also proves my point in the fact that that's sequel to a game th- that we well love it's yeah, not it's a, a remake yeah. yeah exactly it's a brand new game brand new material brand new everything in today's engine you're not do you know what i mean it just doesn't feel like a give and take not 20 cut off we'll talk i'm not buying that game though and i'm not buying that game until it drops because i think oh, just yeah what why and also as well when they did the not to be like giant bitch but like when they did the like you know the I call them like window screen wipe wiper kind of graphic transitions where they do like the old one and they window wipe the new one I was like cool it doesn't blow me away though like it looks great but like you know so did the remastered version the remastered version looks great too um, I think it's all a bit too recent. It's all a bit too, you know, there would have been a lot of people who'd have replayed the HD or remastered version um, in prep for The Last of Us 2. So I think to do this should never have been sold as a new game. It should have been sold as an additional or it should sort of been sold as, you know, 39.99, 35.99, 20 quid. You know what I mean? Mm. At push 50, but 70 quid. Come on, guys come on that's why you get leaked because people are pissed <laughs> like, uh yeah so I did watch it and I'm you know it's it's the best game ever but it's not the best game ever for 70 quid but <laughs> I don't know it's like the Grand Theft Auto argument I feel like I'm having the same bloody argument about GTA 5 <laughs> but yeah I mean I, I don't want to go around in circles I know Mars has got a lot to say but um I probably had more to say the other day I can't remember what it was but I feel like a lot of points got bounced so I'm sure Mars will fill up fill, fill it out what I find yeah. interesting is that it's being released before a PS5 upgrade is released for The Last of Us 2. To the point where The Last of Us 1 is now going to have it's going to now going to have better visual fidelity than its sequel. Yeah. Because The Last of Us Part 2 is still a PS4 game when we look at it, right? Yeah. And it's like, what? why is <laughs> The Last of Us 2 now looking worse than The Last of Us 1? Yeah. And it's just the timeline is off for me, I think. And also as well, they've called this part one. So you know that they're going to do part two again. And I mean, regardless of the PS5 upgrade, they're going to go, oh, we've put everything that we wanted to put into The Last of Us 1, but we've adapted it for The for the Last of Us 2. And although it wasn't much changes, we still managed to do X, Y, and Z. And we're still going to charge you £50 billion in four mm. years' time. And I'm, say, I'm just uh, over it. Like, I'm over it. <laughs> It's a great impression of Neil Druckmann there, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, let's go. Let's have it. For this, it's going to sound really whiny and a little bit bitchy. Oh, my God. I've got to do it. I just, 
Okay, so first off, the leaks suck for the developers, for the people who have worked really hard on this game. Having it leaked after the Last of Us two leaks basically like ruined the game in advance for loads of people. That really sucks. People need to stop doing that. The odd leak to drive up a bit of hype, fine, but stop leaking all the stuff about a game way in advance before the developers get the chance to announce it. Albeit, if they haven't released in like a month in advance of the game's actual release and you haven't had enough details, fine, leak that shit because then people might actually need to know about that before they purchase it. But this kind of sucks. So straight off, that sucks. Please don't do that. Now, £70 is a fucking joke for this. I'm not even being funny. That is disgusting pricing for what this game is, okay? So let's just think straight off. You don't even get the multiplayer, which we got in the PS3 version and the PS4 version. PS3 version's already been remastered once to look much better. And it came with a host of different improvements and a lot of work went into making the game better in that remaster in the first place. Now, this remake is being rebuilt in an engine they already have. They don't have to work on any story. They don't have to develop any characters. They don't have to use gameplay mechanics or develop new ones because they're iterating on gameplay mechanics they already have from The Last of Us Part Two. And I sit there and I think to myself, right, £70 could buy me God of War Ragnarok, which looks very similar to its prequel, but it's an entirely new game. It's including whole new areas, new characters, new story, new motion capture, new dialogue, new writing, everything that people spend years working on. The Last of Us 1 took years to make and it's already been made. So why are you charging me £70 for a game that is already made? You are just building in a new engine. It, I just, I can't compute it. Now, I don't have a problem with this game existing. I don't think it's necessary because The Last of Us has already been remastered for PS4. And like Kat said, it's entering that GTA realm of how many times is this going to be remade, remastered and re-released before enough is enough. But £70 is fucking disgusting for the content you're getting here. You're getting a single player only story, which is fine. We like those. But it's a story that's already been made, already been released twice and you don't even get the multiplayer element, which came with a host of extra content and stuff to do. And I played a lot. I platinumed both versions. So I played through the campaign, you know, probably seven times in total to platinum both. And I played the multiplayer through twice to get the trophies, which was about 10 to 15 hours both times. So I've played this content to death. Even if this was £50, I wouldn't buy it day one. It isn't worth that. This isn't a new game. This is not a £70 or a £50 experience. Elden Ring was £50. This is not. <laughs> and so it looks amazing. Graphically, it looks incredible. But like Kat said, it didn't blow me away. There was nothing in the graphics that made me thought, gee, this is a whole new experience. It's the same experience. It just looks nicer and has more detail in it, which is fine. But it's a £20, £30 maximum game. I don't know whether Naughty Dog have decided to charge this or whether Sony have, but whoever's decided it has made an awful decision. And I think... Although people will still buy it, I don't think it will sell nearly as well as it would have done if it was at a fair pricing point. I think this is one that will end subscription tiers within the next year, and I think it will probably price drop within a year as well. And even if it price dropped to 40 quid, I still wouldn't purchase it then. It'll be when it's 15, 20, maybe 25 pounds, I'll consider picking it up if there's nothing else to play. I just, I can't get over who has decided to make this decision. The accessibility stuff is awesome. Again, they already have a lot of that from The Last of Us Part 2. The audio description is great. I think that's a wonderful feature. Like Kat said, why are you pricing people out of that by charging £70 for it? I think that's just, just feels scummy to me. And this is a company where people talk about, oh, they make great single-player games. They do, 
but they also make multiplayer that's filled with mini DLCs and microtransactions as well. The Uncharted 4 had it, The Last of Us 1, if you go onto the page for the PS3 or PS4 version, is releasing a bunch of DLCs, mini microtransaction stuff. They're still making money off these games, but they act like they only release a game once and only get the price. If that genuinely was the case, maybe you could argue it could be 50 quid to make their money back for the work they put in, maybe. I still wouldn't agree with it, but it would be more justifiable. But they don't. They still do microtransactions, they do online DLCs and all that kind of stuff. And then what really pissed me off is that there's a digital deluxe edition or a deluxe edition, whatever it is, which is even more expensive and comes with cosmetic stuff, some outfits for Joel and Ellie, some like starting equipment, whatever it is. And I just thought, you fucking cretins doing that. This is a game that has all the content already made that you're just remaking in a new graphics engine with some slight improvements. And you're actually going to take stuff out of the standard edition, which is £70 for a game that's already made. And you're now going to charge for those extra items, another 10 quid or whatever it is. And I just, it just tuned me out immediately. And like Kat said, we had a discussion with Josh about it. And Josh was very much of the mind of, if people pay it, then they'll make it. You know, Sony have set this as their premium price for a game. I would argue this isn't a premium game. This is a remake of a very, very beloved game, but doesn't fill out Sony's premium roster or shouldn't. If this is what Sony's trying to fill out, it shows that there's just a dearth of other stuff coming out, which there isn't. We have the God of War coming out. I just, the more I think about it, the more scum a really bad precedent that's going to be set if this releases and is successful. And I adore The Last of Us 1. Like, Kat, this is one of my favourite games of all time. I think it's phenomenal. But I would rather pay £70 for, even though I didn't like it, my £65 I spent on The Last of Us Part 2 for the Deluxe Edition, I don't regret spending that money because of how much work, effort, and what the experience was, even if I personally didn't like the story. I would rather pay my money for a product like that than pay £70 for a product that I know I will love because it's a game I've played so many times, but isn't worth £70. So... I just, yeah, when it was announced, I was sceptical. The price point pissed me off. Deluxe edition pissed me off even more. And when you think about what this content includes, it's not even content complete because you don't even get the multiplayer with it either. And guarantee when the factions game standalone thing comes out, that will have microtransactions and DLCs and everything else in it. And we'll probably still be charged for it as well. I think it's a horrible move and I won't be buying it until it's at least minimum £20 or 30 at a push if I've got nothing else to play. Other than that, I don't think this is worth buying. I don't think it's worth your money unless you've never played The Last of Us before somehow and on the PlayStation ecosystem. Okay, I think I'm done. That's it. <laughs> it looks pretty though, doesn't it? it? It looks really nice, but is it £70 nice? <laughs> uh, I mean... Josh is right, you know, this is going to be the biggest seller for PlayStation this year. I know. It's going to be the best selling game. It's going to outsell Ragnarok, and it just is. That's just, it's it's going to happen. And, you know, that's, the company's not learning any lessons that way, you know? No, it's a sad reality, because people will pay it, it will sell, and it will do well. It is a fucking brilliant game. It is. I love it. Although it was bettered by its sequel, um, I... Um, you know, I think that I am I going to buy this at launch? I don't know. I'm in two minds about it still. Because yes, I'd love to play a shiny upgraded version of this game because I love the game so much. And I've already 
played it like five times, I think, all the way through. <laughs> Do you um, reckon there'll be a trial for premium players? That'll be interesting. Potentially. If, if Sony want to get the word out about game trials, if they have the balls to put The Last of Us Part 1 on there, I would be very impressed. That's a very good point. Because I don't think there's going to be one for Ragnarok. And if they if they want us to try these trials out, they've got to start putting AAA stuff on there. And, you know, Forbidden West is on there right now. I don't know how long it will stay there. The Last of Us Part 1 might get one. Whether or not it's going to get... I don't think Ragnarok will. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point, though. It's interesting. Depends how, how long it will be. I mean, if you if we just play up to Sarah's death and that's it, it's not it's not going to be much fun, is it? You know, it's yeah, it's like ten minutes of gameplay game. and that, yeah. and like five minutes of fucking cutscene, and then ten minutes of gameplay. They'll be yeah. very pretty cutscenes. Yeah, very so sad cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll cry your eyes out. I'll be like, right, seventy quid for the rest of the game, and then you cry even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the digital edition is just a joke, to be honest. Oh. The deluxe edition is just, it's just, it's just all fucking cosmetics and shit that you unlock when you play the game, anyway. It should just it should just be in the standard edition. That there shouldn't be a deluxe edition for this. But also they didn't talk about any real gameplay changes. They spoke a little bit about AI and that they've improved some of the AI systems, which is nice. But the fact I feel like if they'd made some quite significant gameplay upgrades or improvements, we'd have heard about it in this trailer. You know, they'd have really gone yeah. on to say, look at all these changes we made to the gameplay to justify why we're charging you again. And there wasn't really any of that, which makes me think it's going to play very similarly with just a bit of better AI. There's a lot of Last of Us 2 upgrades that I could do with in Last of Us 1, um, particularly in combat as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, movement, dodging, ducking, you know, um, being able to get out of things very, very quickly. Um, those are things that were ben- that benefited the combat in Last of Us Part 2 and became a favourite part of that whole game. And so it would be nice if they upgraded those elements in the first one to kind of match the second one. Yeah, but it doesn't look like that's the case, which is a shame. That's what I mean. Like the so. stuff people do want to see to make it play like a new game. I don't think that's in there. I think it is just the same game, just very much nicer looking. And the nice thing they have done is they've made sure that your AI companions actually try to get out of line of sight now. So you don't have Ellie like walking in front of a clicker and then ducking back into cover like nothing happened. Well, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah, that was so funny when that used to happen. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, that is a bonus. Uh, right then. Well, it's not far off, is it? It's September, is it now? December, September the 9th or December 2nd or something? The 2nd? Uh, I think yeah. it's the 2nd. Not far off now at all. Um, so, you haven't got long to wait if you do want to check it out. Um, and let us know how it is, because apparently none of us are going to buy it. So, do tell us, <laughs> so we can share it with everyone else on the Thinking podcast. Now, it's time for recommendations. This is where we've seen something throughout the week that we want to share with you, our dear listener. Whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a comic book, a piece of food or a supermarket. I don't know. It could be anything. Cats, uh, what's your recommendation this week? Uh, so this week I went to see Jodie Comer in Prima Facie, which <gasps> I know. Oh, Jodie Comer? Jodie Comer. Um, so she is 
currently in National Theatre um, doing this play. So you either get tickets to the actual um, like West End show or what's happening is because the theatre itself is, is quite a small theatre, it's very um, intimate. Um, what they're doing is they are live streaming it in cinemas and the Brewhouse Theatre. And that's where me and my friend went to see that on Friday. Now, she is the only cast member in this play and it is two hours long and she leaves the stage once and that just tells you how fucking phenomenal her performance was to be a one-man play for two hours to keep an audience interested to evoke nearly every emotion going um the play is unfortunately shedding light on the realities and the disparity of the united kingdom's justice system on sexual assault cases and jodie coma plays um someone who defends sexual assault cases you know she she defends the accused essentially she makes sure that people who are accused of rape um are released they get off um regardless of the truth and they've worked a lot alongside police and they've worked alongside like um a, a very um a specialist barrister who works for sexual assault cases i make a lot you know it's not a happy play <laughs> i never sold it as that Sounds like uh, it but it is phenomenal and she does I, she deserves the whole world because that play is incredible. She plays every single character through the art of narrative and story, as well as telling her own character's story. And her character's story is, again, a barrister who is defending um, rapists who I don't, you know, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's it's kind of part of the whole show, but, the, uh, but she ends up getting raped. And so then you know, the tables are very much turned because she knows exactly what the defence barrister is going to do against her rapist. And it shows the whole court case. And it is just phenomenal. It is, you know, it could be a TV show and it would be a gripping BBC drama that was on every Tuesday with actual cast. But I think that would take away from the excellence of Jodie Comer. It is amazing. It is incredible. It, it sheds light. You know, I think on Netflix, there's a lot of shit talking about how corrupt... Um, and fucked up the American criminal system is. Uh, so it was kind of nice to see a little bit of light, light shed on our criminal system in the hope that change is going to happen. Um, and and yeah, it's a phenomenal. Go see it if you can, because it's live. You're essentially seeing Jodie Comer in the flesh, but you're not seeing her in the flesh, but you kind of are because it's live and it's, it's yeah, awesome. Go see it. I, I'd spent £15 to go watch it and it was there's no intervals either girls remember the whole thing uh, yeah amazing really mm. good stuff so go see it if if it's showing near you run don't walk because it won't be in she won't be doing this show forever um yeah that's my recommendation for the week wow that's heavy dude heavy stuff yeah heavy stuff i remember going to national theater to see uh phoebe waller bridge do fleabag oh cool on stage that was awesome that is yeah. super cool. National Theatre, highly recommended. It's great. Especially Such new... an experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. I remember that I remember there was about an hour and a half worth of adverts at the start, but it was it okay. was a lot of fun. Yeah. There was so oh, many We had like 20 minutes of like interviews because of course, like it's live, so Jodie's getting ready, or they haven't started the play yet. So as people are sitting, you'll have a couple of adverts. But for this particular play, it was all about the work that they'd done with the the barrister who is like basically um 
who Jodie Comer is playing essentially um, yeah. and the work that they're doing with other people to try and change the way that sexual assault is looked at in court and um, and she also explains a lot about like Jodie Comer in the play explains a lot about law and the court anyway about like how there's the truth and the legal truth and how barristers and you know they're not really out for justice or who did what or you know what they want to know or who did it they're out to to win or lose a, to win their case and it's just essentially who who tells the best story and that's so interesting and it was so yeah it was so educational but it's Jodie Coma so it was really good it was a really great experience to see it al- alongside everyone the, the theatre was packed and it was yeah such a buzz um yeah awesome uh Miles follow that I mean <laughs> <laughs> don't really have a recommendation <laughs> after that, to be honest. That's a wonderful recommendation. Um, I don't really have anything specific, but Kat did actually get me a Bloodborne board slash card game for my birthday. Oh. And I am going to get to play it at last. I think in two weeks' time, I've got a friend coming down who I'm planning to give it a go with. Um, and it looks awesome. So it's got like all of the hunters tokens. It's got different monsters that you have to fight. You can either play cooperatively or just in true souls form. You can be a dick to other people who are playing just because why not? Um, it just looks really authentic. I've been wanting it for absolutely ages. Um, it just looks like a really fun board slash card game uh, to play with your mates. So yeah, I thought I'd give it a quick shout out, but that's all I've got this week. Nice. Is it as hard as uh, Souls games? I'm not sure yet. It looks like it's pretty intense. I've had a quick look over the rule book and it's quite like a lot going on. So it does feel very quintessential souls. <laughs> nice, nice. In that nice. way. What about you, Roscoe? Um, my recommendation is the women's England football team. Oh yeah, they're doing pretty good. Euro 2022, man. They are absolutely smashing it. Awesome. Um, they're playing they're playing Germany tomorrow night. Um, the game against Spain was fucking brilliant. They were just excellent. They had it's amazing to watch an England team that don't give up. You know what I mean? It's fun to watch an England team that actually give, you know, two fucks about winning a quarterfinal. Oh, imagine. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just it's lovely to watch. And they're just brilliant. They're such a great team. And they, they play so well together. It's so much, so much fun to watch. And so, yeah, uh, semi-final tomorrow night, England, Germany. Bring it on. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. All right, then. Let's finish off with Out This Week. And out this week, there's not much at all, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see. Chaos Galaxy 2 is coming to PC. Um, the f- season four of Aliens Fighting Elite is coming out on July 26th. A brand new story of seasons is coming to PS4 and Xbox One, also on July 26th. Fire Commander is coming to PC on July 27th. Um, the current Fall Guys season ends on July 27th. Make sure you're ready for that if you are playing Fall Guys. Um, one of the big releases this week, which we cannot wait for, Lord Winkle Bottom Investigators finally coming out on July 28th. This is a game that Finger Guns has covered for years and years and years. We even interviewed the developer way back when in the early days of the Finger Guns podcast. Do go and find that. Check it out. Um, this is a point-and-click game where you play as a giraffe who is a detective, and it's fully voiced. It's going to be great. I cannot wait to finally get my hands on it. Um, I'm really, really excited to play it, so... That is my recommendation for this week because, yeah, it's uh, it's slim pickings otherwise. Uh, July 28th also sees The Sims 4 High School Years come out because if you need more Sims 4 content, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, Rim World is coming out on July 29th. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes out on July 29th. That is obviously a massive release as well. So if you're waiting for that, that's not too far away. 
and um yeah that's about it so uh yeah um just put all of your energy this week into lord Bunkerbottom investigates because i cannot wait to play that game i'm going to be talking about it pretty damn hard next week one would imagine um have you guys tried out this new dead by daylight uh, no, no. <laughs> um, Dead by Daylight is essentially people are calling it Dead by Daylight 2 because they have absolutely ripped the foundations away from the game and shaken it's it ruined. up. Well, we don't know Ooh. that it's ruined. A lot of the community are livid, but the thing is, when anything change happens, people are always gonna be angry. So, give it a couple of weeks. I'm gonna die. I want to dive in because I do want to check it out for myself, but uh, yeah, how can they butcher a game that you already don't like? Because my so entire build has been ruined. So essentially what they found doing the stats was that people, there's like 270 parks or something like that. And right. what they found was that the majority of the community, both killer and survivor, are playing around averagely the same eight. And there's only four parks per per player. So uh, between that eight, there are these really common parks that everyone is playing. And essentially it was making the game very stale because you knew that a killer at least had one of the five or one of the six that they would um, be playing one of the average eight. I think for killer it was a little bit less. I think averagely they were playing the same six parks. It would be one of the six. Um, And so (laughs) Dead by Daylight said, you know what, we're going to take every single most commonly used park and nerf it and nerf it and then Mm. we're going to take all of the least commonly used and buff them so that it gives a chance for completely new gameplay which I'm totally for but what they seem to have done is that they've really nerfed some of the survivor perks that like Miles like and of course Miles has just proved that point he's just said that they've they've nerfed this whole build because yeah. everyone's playing the same fucking build that's why they've nerfed some of my build because everyone's playing the same fucking build because they've found these like nuances where it will kind of give you the best advantage in the game so now what they've done is they've said well do you know what we're going to check all the cards out and say well fuck you then so they're trying to make it as balanced and they're trying to shake things up and I, I'm, I'm with it you know we'll see it'd be interesting to see what people have now because they have really butchered some of the perks but they have really buffed some of the like killer ones that are like, oh, it's going to really make us suffer. So we'll see. We'll see. People are saying that it's very killer-sided now and it's not as balanced. So they still need to make a few tweaks. And, you know, I think the good thing about Dead by Daylight is that they have um, a player test build every time they bring out a chapter and they'll always take on feedback and they will always make amendments if, if it's really shouted about. That's one thing that you can't ever... I think slag them off for is that behavior do listen to the community in that respect they do do a lot of surveys and they do a lot of that it's just you know not everyone is going to be happy all at once they also fuck up other changes they make so they fix something and then break three other things yeah so there's a play there's a clown so the clown which is one of the most original killers um has been kill switched which means you currently can't play him because the the, some something's happened where he is now faster than every other killer so they kill they have to quill yeah they they break end up like not even knowing how it happens i like we don't understand how that happened but this park is now super op um on accidentally so we have to kill switch it and we have to cause but you know that's a, that's the thing with live games is that you're gonna have i mean i mm-hmm. don't know how fortnite don't have it more but because they have a competent development team <laughs> oh i fortnite, love behavior <laughs> fortnite found their uh they they just found what works and what didn't about you know a, a long time ago and they just mm, they haven't messed with, with it, it since yeah 
I think honestly, I've become I've actually really close to the lean Dead by Daylight because the changes they've made for me just feel like the only fun I had from the game was actually like being able to run killers and like have a good time, like in a chase or being chased or whatever. And when we switched over to Fortnite, it's so nice to play a game where an update comes out. There's loads of new stuff to play with and the game works and it isn't broken. <laughs> and there aren't like super unnecessarily OP things that stay super unnecessarily OP for ages. Like there was a garden in one of the recent chapters in Fortnite that was like mega OP immediately. And I logged in and I was like, oh, this actually plays like a normal weapon again. And it was like two days later. And I was like, how nice. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know. It just feels like the changes they've made feel like a massive FU. And apparently the killer times are now so long in queue because everybody's playing killer and nobody wants to play survivor anymore, which, you know, you need teams of survivors to play the damn game. So yeah, I don't know. It's one of those I'm very much on the fence. Well, there you go. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I feel like I shouldn't have brought it up. No, nope, I, I think like it's worth bringing up. It's worth touching on. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, on that note, that is the end of this episode of the Thinking Guns podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below. Except Mars, of course, he's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. Um, still waiting on your uh, your friend to do uh, their interpretation of that. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that like literally two days ago. Like, has she done that yet? I don't know. It's been like six weeks now. Oh, oh damn it, Jess. Get on it, girl. Come on, Jess. For goodness sake. You can't challenge. You can't challenge someone and then just ghost them. That's so rude. That means that so Ross basically rude. already wins. <laughs> yeah, I've basically won my default. Yeah. You have seven days, like the ring. <laughs> oh, funny. And then I will do something. <laughs> I will win. <laughs> yes, I will take victory. Come on, Jess, make it happen. <laughs> but until then, until that auspicious occasion, it is goodbye from Cat. Bye. It is goodbye from the libelous asshole, Mars Thompson. So long. It is goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Bye 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 bye.